Hello, you're listening to the One Thing Today podcast with Michael Nobbs. A regular nudge to remind you to live gently and to take one small step each day to move your creative life on just a little. The podcast is brought to you with the support of its patrons over on Patreon. And if you would like to support the ongoing recording of these podcasts, then please visit patreon.com forward slash go gently, where you'll discover how you can receive podcast extras, 20 minute work sessions, vlog posts, and even a personal podcast sent directly to you each month. Thanks so much for listening and your support would be very much appreciated. Here's today's episode. I'd intended, before Ounce got on my lap, to do a little bit of crocheting, but uh, I'm rather hemmed in, and the blanket I'm crocheting is quite big now, so it needs to be spread out precisely where Ounce is sitting. So instead I've picked up some knitting, which fits very nicely on my lap, or rather on my on my belly, really. And I just making a few stitches on that. Hello, I'm Michael Nobbs. I think this is episode 1622 of the One Thing Today podcast. And it's early, it's about 6am. I'm waiting for some water to heat so that I can have a bath. So it's quite possible that my Amazon Echo will start beeping quite soon. I'm using it as my timer at the moment because I've not got a wind-up timer and I'm not using it to create 20 minute chunks of time in the way that I use my ticking timer to do though I suppose I could except it wouldn't tick and I would miss that I think but rather just as a reminder to, to some things particularly turning the water off because it's very easy to forget uh, I haven't got an immersion that uh, has a timer on it, so I have to remember if I turn it on, I have to remember to turn it off. But with the cost of electricity here in the UK at the moment, it feels really important to turn it off when it's ready. Yeah, I'm missing my timer a little bit. Uh, I think I. Well, it was quite nice not having it for a while, not being able to use it. I quite liked the difference that that created, having to be perhaps a bit more aware myself of when to stop doing things. But there are some things it's easy to lose track of time with and because my energy has been pretty bad again at the moment it's quite important not to not to overdo things a bit like it's quite important not to overheat the water I suppose. So I'm wondering whether it would be good to get a new timer. But anyway for now I will be reminded quite soon to turn the water off and perhaps I'll use that reminder as a reminder to stop doing what I'm doing as well. Uh, I'm quite enjoying a little bit of knitting. Uh, it's interesting just how uh, knitting, the act of knitting at the moment is reminding me of other times that I've done it. That's because I haven't done a huge amount of knitting in my life. It's easier to be reminded of other times. I don't know whether, if you're someone who knits a lot, whether you feel the link to other times you've knitted and you pick your needles up. But today I was remembering 
that summer that I spent when my father was still alive at his sister's house, my aunt's house, uh, in Avebury in Wiltshire. Went there a few times before my dad died. Went there once afterwards. They always felt like very special holidays. And on this particular holiday, I remember knitting dishcloths. <laughs> I think either my aunt or my father decided that I needed something to occupy me. So I gave me a ball of string and some knitting needles. And I can't remember which one of them it was, whether it was my father or my aunt that showed me. Why well, it even my aunt, actually. It, was, it felt like a new thing. She showed me how to knit a dishcloth. And I seemed to think there were lots of dropped stitches. I think every second row somehow. I don't quite... Uh, perhaps every second row, every second stitch was dropped. I'm not sure. I can't remember. can't remember how it worked. But there were big holes in it anyway. And of course, it didn't really matter if you made a mistake, <laughs> which I used to do a lot. But it just ended up with, uh, yeah, this holy dishcloth. And I remember... I remember doing it. I remember the memory of doing it, but also having them afterwards. I think I knitted quite a lot. I think I was probably a bit obsessed with them. And I was still knitting them when I got home. And it sort of extended the holiday a little bit, I think. So they were a real feature of this, this particular trip to Avebury, which feels like a very, very special place to me. Uh, it's, I don't know if you know of it, but it has a stone circle in an older stone circle, I think, than Stonehenge. And the stones, they weren't shaped in the same way as the Stonehenge stones are shaped. They are big and ragged, really big stone circle that's, well, the original village was contained within. The village itself does spread beyond it now. And my aunt's house was outside the stone circle. It felt like a really magical place to visit and when I was visiting as a child it wasn't the tourist attraction it is now it was quite a quiet place uh, one of the summers I visited I can't remember if it was the summer with the dishcloths or not a children's television program had been had been made there called Children of the Stones so it just started to become a bit more popular because of that and I was really excited because I'd loved watching Children of the Stones I found it a really really exciting program and I remember asking my aunt all about it, what it had been like when it was being filmed. And apparently they'd made extra stones out of polystyrene to, to fill in some of the gaps. And they wanted some stones that were certain shapes. And somehow picking up this knitting this morning has reminded me of that and brought all those memories flooding back. I don't know how long we stayed for. It probably wasn't very long, but it feels like a really big time. A very special time because my dad was still alive. We um, bought a kite and he took me to fly a kite. It had been the place he moved to after his own father had died. His, his father died during the First World War. Um, I probably said before uh, my father was 55 when I was born. So he was born in 1913 and yeah, his father died in the trenches in the First World War. And I think they lived, they were living in Sussex at the time. And my grandmother, his mother, was from Avebury. So she moved back there. And the house 
that we used to go and stay in uh, in the summer uh, was the house that they moved to. My aunt still lived there. So there was a link back to you know, his mother, who I'd never met, so my grandmother. Uh, in fact, I think she died in 1955. 55 seems a very significant number at the moment. So my father was 55 when I was born, and I'm going to be 55 in a few weeks. And that feels like... Sorry, it's having a scratch. Uh, that feels like quite a significant number, significant age. And I feel quite linked to my father at the moment. I probably said, I'm sure I have, that it was him that taught me how to knit. And yeah, just knitting again at the moment. I feel very connected to him. I remember very clearly him showing me to knit. It must have been a few years before the dishcloth knitting, I think. But he came home one day with a uh, a basket of a basket of wool, a little very it was a very small little basket of small bits of wool, um, balls of wool, and red plastic knitting needles. And yeah, he showed me how to knit. I mean, he didn't knit at home. It wasn't him that did the knitting. My mother used to knit a lot, so she usually had some knitting on the go. It was always quite exciting when she was knitting. <laughs> knitting a jumper or something for, for me and my brother. But yes, it was him that showed me. They both helped me after that. I remember I used to... I didn't know how to cast on or cast off, so they used to do that for me. And... <laughs> when I dropped stitches, I would run to them to, to, to ask them to try and repair what I'd made. But yeah, it's happy memories. And all those memories have, have sort of come back to me from, from picking up knitting needles. It's interesting how memories are sort of tied to things. It's rather a lovely thing. So I feel a little bit connected watch my father but also to that period in my life at the moment. And yeah, particularly those trips to, to Avebury and how they feel like such a big thing. I think holidays often do, don't they? They take us out of our normal life and put us somewhere else. And it's so easy, much easier to remember them than it is the more day-to-day -day routines that we have. But I wonder if one day I shall pick up missing needles and remember sitting here today, knitting this jumper, out on my lap that she's got off now, talking to you, making this podcast. But with any luck, depending how far in the future it is. There'll be this 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 jumper that I'm knitting. <laughs> so I wasn't going to say what I was knitting. I've talked about it a bit on Patreon. My plan was to, <laughs> to not discuss it until I felt like it was really going to be finished. Anyway, I'm knitting a jumper, trying to knit a jumper. 
at the moment, my first ever jumper. So there we are. I've come out as a jumper knitter. But yes, I wonder if you know, I'll pick up some missing needles and remember this moment. Knitting a jumper, talking to you, and then remembering, remembering dishcloths. So memories stacked on top of one another. I don't know if you can hear. The click of the knitting needles, these are wooden needles. That also evokes a memory. Alexa, stop. Yeah, that's my timer for the water. But yes, the sound as well as the action is evoking, evoking memories. And this click, actually they weren't wooden, they were plastic, the needles that my father gave me, the red needles, but it's, they sounded very similar. Um, metal needles, which I also used, sound quite different. I hope you're having a good day. Maybe you feel connected to memories from the past at the moment and can find some enjoyment in that. And maybe they also feel part of the present and you're making new memories that maybe, maybe one day you'll revisit stacking memories on memories. Have a lovely day. I shall talk to you again before too much longer. Take care. Bye-bye.